0: Okay, welcome everyone back to the chat with Cass. I am so excited to be long distance with Miss Rachel Coleman, who I have in my phone as Rachel Allen, because that's her middle name, and it's just the best. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. So welcome, Rachel. We, we, all of us listeners are so excited to have you here. Um, and thank you all again for listening. I mean, I really can't drop into enough gratitude for just choosing to listen, choosing to hit play, choosing to open and expand. And I love how much, you know, this podcast started with the intention of storytelling and and being able to provide stories from people that you can see a slice of yourself in. And I love how it's evolved already, just into little pockets of whatever nuggets want to come through on the interviews and like, I always say nothing is planned. And so thank you, Rachel, for trusting the channel between us. Um, (laughs) It
1: feels so good, Rachel.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So Rachel's calling in from Boston. Um, And Rachel is just, Rachel is super grounded. Like when I experienced Rachel, she's like this experience of Mother Earth. And it's interesting because the work that she does is very spiritual and in the higher realms. She... Genuinely just creates space for people to anchor their souls back into their bodies by connecting them back into their emotions and energy. And like, that is such a powerful, potent line. Um, And and the lens in which she does it is she's a Reiki master. She's a co-active coach. She's a shamanic practitioner, an energy healer. And just all of these different lenses are just opportunities for her to drop into that, 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 word of anchoring that is so you you are such an anchor so thank you for being here thank you for being such a sister to me and i'm excited
1: thank you for having me for that intro i'm like feeling into this and it's just so juicy and cozy cool.
0: yeah it's it's amazing. Like curl
1: up into this which we are going to i'm
0: also you know it's funny i love the word anchor and i'm really curious about because about that word for you and and what the meaning is and how it's shown up in your life
1: all right. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I have a tattoo of an anchor yeah. <laughs> right here. Um, so it actually showed up for me. I'm trying to think of the years of when it was. It was 2014. Um, I had just graduated college and I knew that I, somebody had mentioned life coaching and I kind of dropped, ended, got out of college, knew I didn't want to focus on my career in hotel restaurant management, and at that point was hired by a coactive coach who was a mentor of mine for many years and I was getting coached also by somebody who was new into coaching and I did a visualization um, with at the time that it was called the captain and I was given a gift and the gift was an anchor and then we explored really what this anchor meant and that anchor that gift um, was to be anchored in who I am, no matter what anybody else around me is saying, what I've been taught, um, what I, you know, actions that I habits that I was doing is just to be anchored in who I am. And honestly, <laughs> so then actually with the coaching, um, visualization, as we were going through it, She was like, "Okay, so maybe you can like buy an anchor, like have basically something to remind you of this anchor." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna get a tattoo." And she's like, "I'm
0: gonna put it right on my wrist."
1: (laughs) So I wrote it on my wrist, on my left wrist. And um, she was like, "Are you sure you want to get a tattoo?" And I had a few people being like, "You sure?" And I was like, "I knew I needed to." So actually, my first weekend—this is so cool because I haven't reminisced on this in a uh, while—my first weekend of coaching school. I got my tattoo. Wow. And I've learned that like with tattoos, when you're putting this ink on your body, you're committing to that for your life. So I've committed to anchoring my soul back into my body, back into who I really am at the truth underneath all of these illusions or lies or limiting beliefs or just all this kind of confusion that I've been living in. Um, and it's been a really, really cool journey. So that's obviously um, my logo is an anchor and it's all, every, all the work that I do from one-on-one stuff to workshops to, um, you know, podcasts. It's all about anchoring yeah. the souls back into the body.
0: It's cool because I have the image of, of an actual anchor in the water, right? Like it's a heavy anchor and it's like, In in the in the way that in the very physical symbolic kind of symbolism, if I can use that word twice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like literally you have an anchor in the boat and you know, and then you go out and in order for you to stay, you literally anchor that Mm -hmm. anchor down into the water and the deeper you can go and the, the heavier that anchor is, the more you can hold and the more boats that can be around you. But I love the, the idea of like, you have to be that anchor first. And what is your journey of becoming that anchor for yourself? What has that been like?
1: It's been very interesting and I love that you said that because that's literally how I explained it on my old website that I'm redoing. It's, it is the anchor of the boat and all the different weather, right, that the boat comes into is like it can be smooth. You're still anchored. It can be rough. You're still anchored, but the boat may be flowing around and you can also pick up that anchor and go where you want to go and that anchor, even this came bigger with it. One, some work I was doing with a mentor was the boat can be destroyed. The anchor is still there. So wow. that kind of right there explains <laughs> what my journey has been like. Oh, <laughs> the amount of boats that have been destroyed of me um, over the last so that was what twenty okay fourteen was when I started. So five years of coaching. It's just been a humbling experience, I think is the word that keeps coming up to me Um, because this started way before coaching. I mean, we, you know, I'm not going to get into the past of the beginning, but this really started for me, um, 10 and a half years ago when my cousin passed, um, tragically, it was very, um, big event in my family and completely shifted all of us. And that is what started to connect me back into the soul just books that people were giving me as I was going through my grieving you know echoes of the soul um the shack were like the first two books that I really read that it made sense it was almost like everything I knew and was wanting growing up and like I always knew there was something more to life and then as soon as I started like hearing and studying and learning about soul I was like oh okay (laughs) okay And then, you know, I kept going through life and experiencing things and just the more I allowed my path to unfold, it was just like picking up the cookie, the cookie crumbs. Yeah. Um, And that's happened in so many different ways. You know, it's going through college, doing hotel restaurant management, you know, meeting all these different people from around the world, studying in Spain. Um, you know, coaching, like these are the things that I've done, you know, network marketing, I've did coaching and like becoming my Reiki master. Um, So those are the things I've done, but the whole process has been, um, it's been difficult. It's been challenging. It is this, you know, wanting to hold on to who I've been and what I, who I believed myself to be. Um, And, you know, growing up, I didn't necessarily have the highest self-esteem. I never felt good. If we go deep into it, you know, growing up, I wasn't like, I'm not good enough, but I am able to connect deeper to, you know, how I showed up around friends or family or with projects or in school. And I just never felt good enough. I, and it's just been this unraveling of like letting go and looking at, okay, why am I showing up this way? And how do I shift that? And how do I also honor the parts of me that have gone through that? Because it's so quick. Something I'm working through deeply is like this thought of like, I've done everything wrong. Um, and so when I started healing, you're like blaming that part of yourself. Like you did everything wrong. Like you were friends with the wrong people. You're in relationships with the wrong people or you, you know, you're doing the wrong major, like all this stuff. And it's like, no, like it's all been perfect, but how do I connect back to my true authentic self? Um, so there is a lot.
0: It's cool. I really hear what you're kind of getting into, which I love is, is, you're getting into the rewriting and, and kind of rewiring of the stories. Mm-hmm. And I love this because it's something that I feel like, you know, needs to be revealed. It's like the behind the scenes of healing. It's like oh. how you actually become and become a more embodied you. This is actually how you anchor your soul in, in yourself. And I'm curious for the listeners of, first of Mm -hmm. all, like, how do you even recognize an old story? Like, do you have experiences of it just kind of hitting you? You're like, oh, whoa. Or, you know, like, what are the steps that have really gotten you to understand, whoa, this is a story that I've been living. And then what do you do with it? It's like, you know, it's like, I feel like sometimes people are stuck in either one, or they're just totally lost. They don't even know where to begin and how to look for like, what stories are are living below the surface. It's like, You know the idea of shadow work or something behind Mm. the scenes that's operating all of it but yet it feels like so much is unknown and like how do you access that and how do you share that with someone who's out there listening who's like yo i don't even know what stories are ruling my life
1: of course and so many of us don't that's how so much we live in this you know subconscious so the the beginning part of it and you know I think it comes with time. It's almost looking back. I'm like, I wish I had listened to those people that I had been working with. <laughs> it's like being really kind and gentle with yourself. Like, again, I didn't do anything wrong, which is my big lesson. But nobody who's listening to this has ever done anything wrong. And to be gentle with yourself as you unfold, because some of the stuff is scary that, you know, you end up seeing. So the biggest thing is hold, learn how to allow yourself to hold space and be gentle on yourself. I think the first thing is just becoming aware. You don't have to take action and it doesn't, this isn't like a quick fix. You know, you're done overnight. Um, That habit, that story's gone forever. You know, there's instances where it can be like, as soon as you become aware, it's gone. And then there's some that can take time. So I think becoming aware of just saying, you know, you know, I, you know, being willing to really start observing your life. And this, I think, is where meditation has been a great practice for me. And my meditation has shifted over the years of walking in nature to dancing, to sitting in, you know, I'm like sitting in a meditation style that people like legs cross, like, and also laying on the ground, laying in my bed, um, crying, like those are all been forms of my meditation, um. But becoming, allowing yourself to observe, you know, your life, your day-to-day life. And how do you feel about other people? Observing, like, do you feel angry towards people? Are you blaming people? Are you feeling guilty? You know, how do you feel the moment that you wake up? What do you instantly do? It's just So the beginning is just becoming aware and being kind to yourself and not feeling like you need to rush to the next thing. And fix
0: it. Uh, yeah. I hear this beautiful like sacred pause almost because oh. because it's like, you know, I, I meditating that is such it's like some buzzwords just get me. It's like meditation, boundaries, which I believe in yes. both of them very strongly, but it's like you know, if we're operating on top of these conversations and not talking about the word, meditation is just sitting with yourself or just like dancing with yourself. It's just being with yourself and whatever. You can be
1: watching Netflix and meditating. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm watching like Virgin River. I totally blasted through real quick. And, and, And it was like, okay, I can meditate. Like, I can see how I observe and like feel like while I'm watching this, like I'm an empath, so I'm gonna pick up like what Mel's feeling and what Jack's feel. Like totally. I can feel that. And then also I'm like, okay, and how do I let myself observe that and not feel that?
0: Yeah.
1: And right. so yeah, meditation, it used to be like, I think for me, I think this is big. When I really started to consciously choose this journey, mm-hmm. I thought that there was one way. Mm. And so I would show up and like in my head and I didn't really recognize that I was doing this at first, but I was always like, okay, what would a spiritual human being do? What would would my shaman do? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm doing it wrong because this is not how she would do it. And I'm doing this wrong because I'm not like drinking the green juice and doing the yoga. And I'm doing this wrong because for whatever reason, yeah, And the biggest thing I've learned in my spiritual practice is how can I be me and do it my way? Mm, and so sometimes that is through doing things that I've learned through my spiritual teachers. Um, and sometimes it's saying, I'm going to say no to the rules. Yeah. And like, okay, what feels good today? What feels good today is rolling out of bed at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, you know, the luxury that I do have with, you know, have being work hours and the work that I have that are later. Um, but like not feeling like I need a rush or like, I need to sit in like an hour long meditation. Like I have my morning routine, but it switches all the time. And giving myself the freedom to, it's an ebb and a flow every day, every moment. And it's not this one way. I don't have to say this one thing. I don't have to do it in this one way. The way I do Reiki is probably different than the way that you do Reiki. Um, And that doesn't mean one of us is right or wrong. It's, this is the relationship we've built. So release the idea of, you know, what's the spiritual way and connect back to yourself of like, okay, I want to observe, I'm going to observe my thoughts. And then you can use those practices, right? Well, feel them out for you. If they don't feel good, don't force yourself. Like, that's not going to do anything.
0: And and there's so much power back into the self from that. You know, I've been thinking about just the the journey of all the different coaches and healers and people that I've worked with. And what the theme is, is that, like, they empower me to know that I actually have the answers. Mm. And before I worked with someone, I felt like like it was almost like the sea of looking at people on Instagram and, like, they have the answers or I'm Mm going to do it their way. Even like, I've had a really hard time with rituals because we're fluid bodies, just like you're saying. We're human beings. We have water pumping through us. Every day, our bodies are telling us something different. And yes, it's good to have consistent rituals, maybe in you know, a lemon water in the morning or whatever, <laughs> but there's there's so much power back in the self of being like, literally, we're all creating our own books of life. We're mm. all walking up the top of the mountain in our own way. And what we're doing is like, we're collecting information from people. We're finding truths along the way that resonate with us. And then we're mixing that with our own magic and creating yes. our own alchemy and going our own way. And And I think that's so powerful because it's like, it's again, taking that power back into ourselves away from all of these other entities that have it.
1: Right. And we've for so long given our power away to so many dynamics. I know we've discussed a little bit and- we don't have to go into full detail of these, but like codependency, narcissism, like, you know, these are energetics that so the collective is healing deeply through at the moment. Um, and people don't know that they're in them, but like it's, it is like the giving the power away. I mean, I've worked with people like healers and, you know, coworkers and relationships, And family members where I've literally given my power to everybody. And I can even see that just as a child of like not feeling good enough in schoolwork and like feeling like I needed somebody else to do my work for me because I just didn't trust. And, you know, I could even find like in moments where like I wouldn't raise my hand in class and then somebody says what I said and it was right. And I'd be like, why didn't you trust yourself? (laughs) And so for so long, you know, I gave my power away And what anchoring my soul has done is taking it, like see, noticing it, observing it, and now being like, okay, how do I take this back now? I want to take my power back. And there's the trick of people have abused their power. Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. noticed it. I've experienced it. Um, And then there's that fear of not wanting to replay that for anybody else. So changing and seeing, you know, the the light and the shadow of power, because nothing is black or white. Nothing is just
0: one. Ah, and and I love that because I, I like the, you know what I have an eight life path and an eight soul number in numerology, which is all about power and money and all these things. And I, it's been interesting to to work mm. on my relationship with power and authority mm. and all these different things. And what I'm coming to know is that I so easily have put people on pedestals. I'm like, oh my god they're a fucking goddess <laughs> finding this 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 more of an equal playing field and the other thing that's that's coming up for me as we're sharing all this is the power of getting outside of yourself the power of getting mm. outside of your story right which only sometimes happens like I think about my, my most recent relationship mm. the only way I got out of that relationship was by breaking up with him and then mm-hmm. I'm outside of it and then I can see it in a new way oh my gosh And realizing in this moment of how powerful coaching is, because Mm. you know you literally get a mirror weekly of someone who you're just talking, you're sharing your story, you're sharing what's coming up for you, and they're just sharing what they see, right? Like you're, let's say I'm the client, you're my coach, and I'm driving the car, you're in the passenger seat, and I'm talking about all the shit going on in my life, and you see the root of it. You're like, what's your relationship with trust or intimacy? And to have those questions, that for me is what sparked my journey of being able to actually see my patterns and see my unfolding of me. It was like I needed someone outside of myself, and not to give them my power. Like she didn't have my power; mm. she literally just had the questions that allowed me to find the answers within myself. And it wasn't like this. She had the answers every week. It was going to be a conversation where I'm getting mind blown by her answers. I'm getting mind blown by her questions, which allowed me. Into my answers and my curiosity, and I've been thinking about how Mm, that's so juicy. Oh, thanks, baby! It's like a raspberry. (laughs) With some (laughs) chocolate in it. Yeah, and like you know, I've been thinking lately about how having—I don't want to say the right questions, but having like powerful questions, powerful questions—is what has sparked so much of my 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 journey and, and my expression of myself. I remember you know, I, so I worked with a coach, the same coach all of last year Mm -hmm. and it was so powerful to have her and, and it wasn't a spiritual experience. It was very much so mind coaching, which is, it helped me. And I needed that to get me going and get my gas going. And, you know, just an example of a conversation that I had with my coach that was life-changing. I was, I don't even remember what the story was that I was sharing. Her question was, Cass, what is your relationship to intimacy? Mm. And I broke down and I cried and Mm. I was like, I don't know, in my mind, intimacy is like someone who masturbates every morning with themselves. Like It's a very sexual term and mm-hmm. what I explored in that, in that word and in that, in that topic was just that actually intimacy for me is staying, you know, I've always been running and staying in conversation and staying in the mm. room and staying with the person, obviously not overstaying and knowing when the expiration date is there, but actually mm. staying. And like, I would have never discovered that in that way if she didn't just ask me that question and it sent me on an adventure. And I feel like a powerful relationship like that in the coaching context or the guiding or the mentorship is sending you on an adventure inside of yourself to anchor your soul. Like it all comes back to that.
1: A million percent. And you're totally like deepening me in your experience of intimacy. I'm like, oh, what if I explored it in that way? That's cool. Um, But yeah, it really is. And I love that explanation. It is, it's all just coming back and it is an exploration. It is an adventure. It is an experience. Um, And I've, it's funny because I've been working with a shaman for 10 years since my cousin passed. And the last I've done a session with her this year was in March, March 7th on my birthday. And I had dinner with her a few weeks ago because I was like, I miss you. Yes, Pisces. Um, And I was like, I missed her. And so I had dinner with her and I was like, I'm still working through the stuff from March. And like part of me, this is like the first time, I think this is the year where I'm really breaking through of having to rush to the next thing and having to rush through my healing and like reading the books um, to know it and to really allow myself to embody and be in it and trust that I'm going to get there when. I'm supposed to get there. Um, which feels so much more freeing than the past of like, I got to get there now. I got to do this. I got to do that. Um, which is the shadow of what I'm working through right now. And it really is just like this question, this thing that showed up in that session is just so powerful that I'm still working on it. What is it? Nine months later. Um, and it's just, and I don't know when it's going to be done. Like, I don't know when I get to move to the next part of this process that she and I are working through. Mm-hmm. And so it is like this questions. these questions can, the same question can go forever. My first coaching question in, cor- in class, we coach and got coached all weekend long. And my friend, that, I'm still friends with the person that was there. Like, it's so amazing. The question was, what is so wrong with being happy? Mm-hmm. Simple question. That question five years later is still as impactful as it was in that moment, if not more now in my life, because I've been at that point, I was really scared to be happy because like all of what was going on around me and other people weren't. And so I was like, who who am I to be happy when all these people are going through this? Like, what is that? I need to be in that. So it is like the power of questions and the power of curiosity and these questions can come from ourselves and our coaches and healers and friends and family members. And they can also, you know, come from ourself. And like, for me, it is creating a new relationship where I ask these questions more frequently to, for me, you know, God, spirit, you know, mother earth. I'm like asking them the questions to guide me back into. Um, and it is allowing yourself to be curious. And like, it is safe to ask questions. It doesn't like two people or not. And so I really love that, yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, I think about even the evolution of my friendships, you know, mm-hmm. now my friends, my sisters, my brothers, they ask me these questions. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's beautiful. And I think there's nothing wrong with my old friends or the old way of being that I was, but you know, like, I'm really, this year has also really been about true, deep friendship and brotherhood and sisterhood. And it, and it feels like in our world, when someone's going through something hard, the automatic response is to fix it or to, to, you know, and I remember, so Rachel and I met at Danny Dillard's retreat and I remember...
1: (laughs) Thank you, Danny.
0: Yeah, (laughs) love you, babe. There was a moment where one of the women in the retreat was really triggered, and she opened up and shared how triggered she was by something that had happened. And it was a really beautiful, raw moment of her just crying and opening and sharing. And I remember Danny so powerfully said, Ladies, just notice what your automatic response is to this person. Just Mm -hmm. notice. You know do you go into fix-it mode do you have advice to give them do you want to hug her like what if she just had herself like what if we were just holding the space and we can just like let her know that this was enough for her to share and like we've got her mm-hmm. and i'm being so blown away by that because my automatic was i was excited to like help her and like mm-hmm. that automatic kind of fix it mm-hmm. um, what is so powerful about you know the, the friendship Simon now it feels like when i'm in a in a moment of confusion or doubt or darkness i either have a friend who's channeling for me <laughs> or a friend who's just asking me deeper questions and holding space for me to go deeper and this is what friendship is evolving into this is the high frequency this is this is that i can hold you and i got you and like i'm not worried about you and it's okay if you're not okay like versus let me come fix you and sh- and do it now cuz i'm uncomfortable with this expression of humanity within you mm-hmm. oh my gosh
1: I I feel that so deeply and I'm witnessing the shift in my relationships too um all of them that that's just opening up and some relationships have died and you know I don't know if died's the right we're just in a some for, for relationships are not as present physically in my life anymore because who knows if they'll come back um, Cause I've always noticed that ebbs and flows have been um, in all of my relationships, but definitely like the deeper connection. That's what I'm craving now is like, you know, I don't want the surface. I don't want to just say I'm happy. I'm good. Like when you talk to me, you're always like, how's your heart? And I'm like, well, my heart needs some space right now. Or like <laughs> my heart's really happy and in flow or, you know, I'm in it. And to not feel rushed out of it and to not feel like I have both ends, the giver and the receiver. Um, you know, it's funny cause I've actually been, you know, nature is, um, are we good? I just, the connections. Okay. Um, nature is one of my biggest teachers And that's what I've been taught through the shamanic practices and the shamanism that, you know, shamanic path that I'm walking. And, you know, I was thinking today, so we have snow on the ground in Boston. And I was thinking how chaotic, in a sense, the weather has been everywhere. Like, there's no normal anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, if nature is my biggest teacher, what is that teaching me? And there's, so, there's a lot of right, upheaval with what's going on in nature. And people like consistency. People like to know what they're going to get. They like to know, okay, it's summertime. I'm going to be, we're in Boston. So what are we, like 70s to low, not high 80s? Like that was the old, Right consistent summer what we expected but now it's like we can be in the 90s and humid and we can be in the 60s and 50 like we can be in winter and like we're experiencing all the snow and then in 2 days it's going to probably be like 60 again. Yeah. And people aren't there's that so you're I'm watching nature and how people are reacting to it and that's kind of how we all react to relationships, right? We like the consistency. We like to know what to expect. We like to know okay, this person's a happy outgoing person. I want that. Like And then that person shows up not in that space and then that person gets triggered. And it's so how are we, because we are evolving at such a quick rate right now um, whether people are aware of it or not um, how can we be with the ebb and the flow of people as we are with nature? How can we allow them to be, you know, that snowfall and then also be that, like, rainstorm all within the same day or moment or week and not be like, no, you need to be that sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can we take everybody and not say something's wrong? Like, when the rain comes, people are like, something's wrong. Like, people hate rainy days. It's gloomy. Yeah. I love them.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, the the I
1: love rainy days. I love emotional days. <laughs> <laughs> Cass and I have it a joke that I'm addicted to healing, which there's yeah. no joke. There's just truth there. Um, but it is. So it's like, how do we now allow that? How, and yeah. that's what the friendships that we're both experiencing is, you know, is the full weather spectrum.
0: <laughs> wow. And I'm, I, in relation to Anchor, you know, I think about my And I'm curious about yours as well with friendships of like almost wanting to hold on to those people. And and like, it's like only holding on to that one weather weather pattern and giving my anchor to those people. Like my whole, I don't know, you know, my whole me, my whole identity is with these people. We went to college together. We grew Mm. up together. Like these are my people. We have all these memories. We used to party together. And it's like they have my anchor. And part of it that in what you're sharing that I love is there are so many different types of people, so many different weather patterns. And when you can take the anchor back into yourself, not outside of yourself, you actually begin to open up to all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about you because i one of the biggest things I feel like people ask me or whether it's clients at a wall, it's, it's, they know that their friends no longer serve them, right? Like, And I don't even like that word serve. It's like their friends no longer expand them. They no longer grow them. They basically speak a different language and they start to feel empty around them. They no longer want to drink. They no longer want to go out. And yet it's so hard to let go because there's no one else. There's no one new yet. And so it's like, do I choose to go out and drink and feel empty or do I choose to? go be at home and feel empty alone it's like and i'm curious about your process and your journey of friendships unfolding leaving starting beginning and how how it's oh, gone for you
1: i'm so laughing <laughs> because the universe has literally been having me explore this so deeply and i was like i have a feeling cass and i are going to be talking about this because um oh i think we're freezing we're freezing hold on Are we good? This is the fun of technology. I love it. Let's play with it. Um, So I've been exploring this because that's one of the things I have the most challenging times with. um, And I always have. Like, if I look back from when I was like, baby, like, I'm like, my friends always were changing. And I have a very difficult time shedding past relationships. Mm. And because here's what I've noticed about myself. I see people on a soul level. So I deeply love and care about every single person that's ever come into my life, Mm. no matter what has physically manifested um, and been present in our friendship. Like even if it's not necessarily been the healthiest, maybe it's the codependent, the narcissistic, just like, friendships that pat like for whatever reason things happened and you guys are going separate ways and sometimes it's just an evolution and sometimes it's dramatic and um my process because that's been big for me I mean I'm not a big drinker anymore and that really started happening I think in call like my junior year in college and then um I, you know, still was because everybody else was. And I just knew I had a fight of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it doesn't serve me. It doesn't feel good. I don't. Alcohol was a numbing agent for me and also something that allowed me to access parts of myself. I wouldn't soberly let myself access. Um, And I was like, I want to know myself like raw, true, like without a substance. Um, So I've really cut. I mean, I've, have had minimal drinks probably since June this year. I had um uh an experience that really was like, okay, eye opening, this is it, like we're done. Um and to I don't like like you said, the serving, the friends that don't serve me. I don't like that either because that just feels very um the power trip of like I'm better than to me. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't like that. And that's where like I struggle of like, okay, I'm growing and I love these people, but something is not there. And the biggest thing that I've been working through lately is just like allowing everybody's journey to be where they're at. And because for me, I'd be like, okay, I need to go give this person this thing. Like I need to be the one putting in all the effort. Like I, right. I did something wrong. So I need to fix this. Um, And now I really am taking a step out and going, okay, let me look at the facts. Like, let me look at this. And it's like, okay, maybe we're not neither of us are communicating with each other because for whatever reason we're not And I guess in the word serving is coming up we're not serving a purpose for each other for our highest goods at the moment yeah so how do I you know trust that she's on her journey and she's or he or whatever is exactly where they're supposed to be and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and how do I allow that because at the deepest level of it all for me is like a lot of it is energetics. Yeah. So people are showing up. I'm only getting a portion. I get a portion of you that other people don't get to experience fully. Right. Because I'm in my own lens and you're showing up with an energetic that matches me. Yeah. So I have other people that are popping up and it's like their energy is, this energy is working through this person in this way for me to learn this lesson, for me to show up to it. And that might mean that person's there for a short amount of time. That might mean that person's there for lifetime. Yeah. Um, and it's, tr- it, it's difficult. Like, I will say, like, I've had conversations with multiple people around this, um, because it's hard and it's scary to let go. Like, even relationships that I've been in, it's like, I wanted to hold on because it's like, I love their soul. Yeah. yeah. But what comes up for me when that person shows up in my life is not healthy and does not feel good. And so how do I allow that to like say a no to that? Yes. And it's almost saying a no to that energy Mm. and allowing space for something new to come in. So that person may come back into my life and our energies may click in a whole new way because that energy dynamic that was coming through me and coming through that person is no longer there.
0: Right. Um, you don't know until you actually make the change for it to be different.
1: Right. And I think that's like really connecting to, you know, not needing a specific outcome. And it's again, it's trusting in the process, being in the process, being in the presence of what's showing up now and being like, you know, I'm going through um, working through something with somebody right now. And I was putting so much on them. And then I, I turned in and I was okay. It's, You know, this is my point where I'm like, this is me. This is not that person. Like, I need to go in. And by going inward, like, so much has shifted that has allowed healing between me and this person to, like, the deepest healing. But I had to let go of this outcome and be like, okay, this person may not be in my life. This person, you know, I may be very, like, in their life or in very little ways. And this healing has happened. And I'm literally like,
0: yeah. What? it's so interesting and in, in, in your share, there's a couple of things coming through that's so powerful. Like one is just, you know, for anyone listening, where are you resisting in life? Like where are you holding on to something? And I think in our world, we're given permission to let go of of, of romantic relationships, like We talk about breakups and and heartbreaks, but we don't actually have a lot of permission Mm -hmm. to let go of friendships. And so it feels like not only are we going against something that is, feels weird because I love this person and we have history, but there isn't a big storyline in our culture of people having friendships that are, that you leave in an honorable, beautiful way. It, It feels very like it's this breakup and it, and it is because it is, but how can you do it in a way that's like, just like I'm listening, I'm tuning in. Me resisting is actually holding on to this friendship. And you know, I, I shared this in another podcast episode, but I I let go of so many friends, and half mm. the time I did it without without even realizing it. And with the right. way they were, I was just almost ignoring their phone calls. And I just it was like I can't even. And now, mm-hmm. I mean, last year I let go of my best friend in Philly. Like we were deep sisters, and we it was a conversation, and that was that was huge. And so for those listening, it's like, where in your life are you resisting? And it can be in these areas that are very confusing because it doesn't feel normal. Like we're friends, but I don't like talking to her anymore. Like we don't connect anymore and I don't get anything. I feel like I'm forcing it. It's like, that is that is something to notice. That is mm. something to, to observe. That is something it's like really powerful. And the other piece of this, the second step is how can you be the owner of it and not the victim of it you know and in, in the way that you're saying of let me look at my side of the street it's my stuff too how can i recognize that i am i'm evolving and i'm changing and it's okay and you know it's okay to let go and to be the owner of this experience and maybe maybe we'll be able to talk about this maybe we won't maybe they'll understand maybe they won't but for me my energy matters and this matters and I can own that I'm changing and shifting and my interests are shifting. And instead of making it be a victim, I'm a victim of this. I'm at the effect of this. No, I'm at the cause of this. And that's powerful because you're growing and evolving and shifting and changing. And it's just so powerful to listen to that. And wherever resistance is, that's a message to let go. That's a message to trust. That's a message to deeper surrender it's really beautiful in the way you're explaining this because that's the light bulb that's going on. It's like where resistance is, is where yeah. trust needs to be. It's like boom.
1: And I have even like more to say with that. Too. <laughs> like there's Good. so that's much, great. but like there's there's also trusting in your energy and trusting that it has nothing to do about this person too. So like I've had moments, especially actually since our retreat, I have been in much more sacredness. Um, where I'm not wanting to talk to many people to like, and it's scary to be in that place. It's like this space of isolation. We're in winter time. Right. And again, like winter is all the internal, the bear hibernates. We're at, we are the same. So we are in hibernation naturally. Um, and I could just tell that from that retreat, just what's been coming up. And I mean, it's been three months and I'm actually going to be emailing Danny today. Cause I'm like, I have so much that I just need to share. And there's, I, there's people like people would call and I'm like, I don't have space to hold for anybody else right now. And it has nothing to do with this person. Like, cause it'd be so easy to be like, well, I'm not supposed to be friends with them and this and that, and like point. And I'm like, okay, hold on a second. Like, what if this has nothing to do with them? And this has to just do with me learning to honor my energy, my field, my emotions and take the space and be like, Listen, I don't have the energy to talk right now. I'll connect with you when I can. And I had to do that with quite a few people, and I haven't had the space yet to connect with them. And it has nothing to do with like my love or anger or anything towards them. It's like, for whatever reason, right? It's so easy in this world to be connected to the physical, to the, you know, the tangible. But for whatever reason, I don't have that space and that is not it's of the highest good and this is like a prayer that i always do is like if it's of the highest good of all of those involved because i'm like it's not just about me this is also about them there's something that's showing up for them too around this should they want to you know look at this and like they might not have to look at this specific thing but by that not happening it's creating space for them right for whatever they're needing so that's one thing that came up while you were saying that and then the other part is the whole victim thing one of the most powerful things that I did this summer was I actually did a ceremony for the victim part of myself because I had been living in victim for quite a while. Um, and I can catch myself living in victim. And again, we can look at this from so many different angles of ancestral, um, healing and just my own healing. Um, but we are everything. We are all the polarities, right? I, I, So it's so quick to go to stop being a victim, this, like put a break on it, like be empowered where it's like, we have all been a victim and we have all been empowered. And how do we honor and hold space for all of those parts of us? So I had, I held space by creating a ceremony to see the victim in me.
0: Cool.
1: And it was the most powerful one of the, probably the most powerful rituals I've ever done. And it was just self-led. I did what I felt called to do. Um, and you know, I. hmm?
0: what was it? What was the ceremony? I can't
1: even think of what the actual, like, I'm like, like what I actually did. I know I was out, it was in the summer. Um, and I think I just wrote a ton and I did Reiki on everything that was coming up. And then I put everything in the fire, like just asking for it. To be released was like the major parts of what I did. Um, But yeah, it's like honor that part of you. Like that part of you wants to be seen. Yeah. So see that part and then take action. You know, ask, like, is that serving you? Like, is that, does that feel good or is that just keeping you, you know, in this drama and the chaos of, you know, because there's that energy that happens. And, sometimes, you know, people love that energy. I did. I did grow up.
0: <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's coming back to the curiosity, right. And coming back to the permission to, to shift and evolve and change. It's like, it's so clear in, in this conversation that mm. it's so natural to want to hold on. Oh my and gosh. in a way that's the human self, but it, what the soul wants to do is evolve. And so that's so natural for the soul to evolve. And so I'm getting this image in my head mm. of the between the human self and the soul self is, the human self literally wants to stay because it's comfortable in its comfort zone mm. and it likes its people and it likes its house and it likes its job and it, it's comfortable and it likes- It likes security. the idea of security. Yes, <laughs> the <idea>. right. <laughs> the is like, yo, we're here to fucking evolve and like let's change and shift and let's go to new places and meet new people and have new lovers and things yeah. like, let's have fun. Yeah. You know? Let's have fun. Oh, that's so
1: you. My angel <laughs> call brings out so much fun.
0: God. I always I always remember kind of me out of it. <laughs> yeah. When things get really like it's so funny. I catch myself in my journey of like, oh my God, this is really serious. I need to be really serious about this. And I'm like, wait a second. Like literally yesterday I was feeding my angels chocolate. I'm like, yo, are you happy up there? And we're like laughing. I'm like, this is fun, you know, <laughs> this can be fun. This can be fun. I love that. Yeah. And like I part of my journey for sure.
1: My angels are gonna be like, We need some chocolate <laughs> now. Cass like, is really doing it. We might want to go to Cass instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been laughing. like It's been really amazing. But <sighs> yeah, really powerful. And um, okay, I've been wanting to do this and I'm gonna do this for you. I'm gonna say a couple like uh, sentences mm. and that are like fill in the blank and then you just oh, open boy. up Whatever comes through. Oh, Lordy. Okay, ready?
1: <laughs> Let's see what my mind wants these days. <laughs>
0: I'm inspired by
1: Mm, movement, dance,
0: nature. I'm ready for. Oh, let's get the hell
1: out of me. My business to really expand. It's expansion. I'm ready for expansion. I'm ready for leadership.
0: I'm letting go of.
1: Mm, I'm letting go. it's, It's so simple. The word is the past. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing. Yeah. I, I'm allowing ease. Mm.
0: I'm sharing.
1: I'm sharing my love.
0: And I love Cass because.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love Cass because she is my angel cub. Yeah. Who held me so deeply in December. I don't know if you remember this, but there was a moment where we were sitting on the couch. And you were just holding me. And I think it was the day that I was like pretty emotional, which is every day, but like you were holding we were talking to somebody else, but you were just holding me. And it was like such a beautiful moment for me that you were able to be so present, like your love was just like literally holding me, even while you were having um, a very beautiful conversation that I got to witness with somebody else. And I just like always go back to them. I'm like, you really held me. And then we had so much fun at our photo shoot. Yeah, we did. And Cass just brings out the play. Like she's just, you're able to connect me back to my anchor me into my truth and like the way that I work with things, but then pull out like this, like playful, loving, like joyful part of me that it's, it's fun to experience that. Mm.
0: And that just really brought it full circle because the, when you said that I anchor you back in, it's like. the the journey is about continuing to be around people who can remind you of anchoring you back in. It's like when we hold on to those older people or those older things that throws off your anchor and it's fucked up. (laughs) And so it's like finding those people who do bring you back home and you do the same for me. And Mm. you are such a beacon of, even though you're in this like dark healing journey, like Rachel, like I was saying. I am.
1: And I love it.
0: Yeah. She's in her cocoon. There's so much light that oozes out of you. I feel Mm. like you're just such a lighthouse and I just, um, acknowledge you for your commitment to this path and this journey and your honesty with all of the things I know it's just, it's powerful and you're powerful and I just love your heart and thank you for being you in this world. And for those listening, you know, we didn't even get into shamanic journey and all of that stuff, but how can people connect with you and work with you and and, in this magical world?
1: Um, (sighs) All right. So I love my social media break. So I'm on and off here and there. Um, So, but Instagram is probably the best social media to connect with me um, at Rachel Kalman. And will you write it? R-A-C-H-E-L-K-A-L-M-A-N. You can also connect with me on Facebook and email um, at Rachel, No,
0: not Rachel
1: emails are not like that. My email is Rachel at Rachel dash Um, my website is in the process of being redone because I am in a complete transition period right now. Um, and emailing, working with me, I do in person and virtual. So if you're, um, in the Boston area, I'm located on the South shore. Um, I do one-on-one, healing sessions, I do personalized ceremonies, which have been so powerful with everyone I've done them with that just, it's really showing up with what's, you know, coming up for them, whether people are celebrating their birthday, and we go into deep healing or celebrating a move. And, you know, I do a lot of um, energetic death doula. So with this, what's going on, especially at this end of the year is like, you know, a part of us is dying and, uh, you know, how do we allow that part to go and step into the new? Um, so I do that. Um, and then, yeah, I do virtual and i I know some other fun stuff is coming out in 2020 that I cannot speak about right now. Um, but yeah, there's going to be some fun things and there's all different ways to work with me. Um, and thank you for creating this platform for sharing, you know, your story and sharing other people's stories, knowing that this is what has, you know, guided the two of us to be where we are and will continue to be, you know, as we explain, I don't think we talked about it here, but earlier, it's like, this is just an ancient tradition of storytelling um, and bringing communities together. And it may not be in the way it was, but you're creating a community and you are creating that, healing through this, through play, through laughter, through the dark, through the light. And I'm just, you know, honored to be a part of it. I'm honored to be on this platform with you and to continue to evolve our relationship and, you know, just see what 2020 has in store for the both of us. Yeah. All about 2020. 2020. Yeah. I'm done with 2019.
0: (laughs) So big.
1: I love you. Angel Cub. Cub.
0: Thank you all for listening.
1: Yes, uh, thank you all. Yeah,
0: honored to have you here. And if you would be so kind, once this launches onto the Apple podcast, leave comments and reviews. I would love this to get into more ears and as many ears as possible. So sending big love wherever you are in this world. Bye, babies. Bye.